Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers, and I'm absolutely loving being with you these days, talking about this amazing opportunity we have to celebrate the birth of Christ. I hope the things I've talked about from organizing your home and getting the turkey plate out and being ready about your budget and hospitality in your home, gift-giving, Christmas traditions that are centered in Christ. Oh, I love the jingle bells and the Santa hat. And when the packages are distributed in our family at Christmas time for decades, when the grandmothers and great grandmothers and aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews, there was always a certain way that you got to wear the Santa hat and distribute the packages. And that was primo, primo. We're still doing that. We still have the same old Santa hat. Have your traditions. Make some of them Christ-centered. Not all of them on either Santa celebration, gift-giving, or only on the birth of Christ. Make certain that your children are raised with a healthy understanding that this is his birthday and a healthy understanding that we live in a world that has Disneyland and Mickey Mouse and Santa Claus. We don't worship them, but we acknowledge them as a part of the culture we live in. Today, I want to talk to you about the specific celebration of Advent. Now, the word Advent means coming. It's the preparation for the coming, and the coming is the birth of Christ. So we're preparing for his coming. Pause, Crystal. And as we prepare for his coming... The opportunity to have an Advent wreath is one we highly recommend. We have the Advent candle, which I talked to you about a few days ago. It's available on the website. It costs $10. It's wonderful for small children because they see the days counting down till Christ's birthday. Um, So many wonderful traditions If you are really interested in the Christmas Christ-centered traditions, you should go to the website and look at the Home for Christmas video and get all of those traditions, the manger and the shoebox. They're just wonderful ways to celebrate. The Advent wreath is a wreath that has four candles in it, and each of the candles represent a Sunday before Christmas, and it starts four Sundays before Christmas, four Sundays, not four days, four Sundays, which is four weeks. So you need to get your equipment, a wreath that has a holder for four candles. They're very easy to find and inexpensive, and you can use any candles. Traditionally, the colors are three purple and one pink candle. What we do at our house is use the wreath with three purple and one pink, and then we put the Christ candle in the middle, and that's the one we've been lighting down every day. You need a Bible, and you need some matches. This year, Advent starts, as it always does, four Sundays before, but the fourth Sunday is November 28th. So on November 28th, you begin 
Advent celebration with the first Sunday of Advent. And you have your candle, and you light your first purple candle, and you prepare to read from the Bible. Now, we have available for you on one page the simple titles of each Sunday's topic. So the first Sunday of Advent is the prophecy candle. The second Sunday is the Bethlehem candle. The third is the shepherd candle. And the fourth is the angel candle. Now, you can find this information on your website. Um, It may or may not have Bible readings. I believe you can find some that would have Bible readings. And you can order uh, from a liturgical bookstore um, an Advent wreath that would send you the wreath and the candles, and you'd be ready for the first Sunday. The prophecy Sunday is the prophecy candle, and you begin burning that on November 28th. And then every day you burn that one down a little until the next week, and you start burning the second candle, and the second candle is the Bethlehem candle. There are a number of nativity building activities that we recommend setting up your stable with an empty manger and adding ingredients to it, placing the animals near or far from the stable that, like Jesus, is coming, placing the wise men in a group away from the stable and all the other figures, and you don't put the wise men in until um, Christmas Eve. The prophecy candle includes readings from the Bible about the prophecy that Mary and Joseph would come to Bethlehem, that the shepherds would come, that she was to give birth to this child, and you might sing the song, O Come All Ye Faithful. The second Sunday of Advent is the Bethlehem candle, and it is the second purple candle, And again, we're talking about the city of Bethlehem. There are lovely things to talk about Bethlehem. It was a village community, and it had shepherds everywhere. And it was prophesied, as you read the week before, that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And then in nativity building, you might place an angel over the manger, um, the angel who spoke to Mary, the angel who spoke to Joseph. You might um, place the angel near the manger. And then the third Sunday of Advent, we light the third candle, the purple candle, the shepherd's candle. And again, there are Bible passages in Luke and Matthew and John, and it's an opportunity to reflect on the prophecy candle and the Bethlehem candle, which we've already lit and now the shepherd's candle. And we can begin to talk about the shepherds who saw the star. You might move the angels near the shepherds. You might move the shepherds closer into the stable. You might arrange all of the figures in the manger scene. But this is an opportunity to talk about who are shepherds? What do the shepherds do? How do the shepherds take care of their sheep? There are wonderful tools available that would encourage you to understand what the shepherds did and that Jesus himself was called the good shepherd. The 23rd Psalm, which talks about the good shepherd. So lighting this shepherd candle and talking about 
not only the prophecy, the Bethlehem, and the shepherd candle, and then the angel candle. The angel is the pink candle, and again, we have passages to read in Luke and Matthew and John, and reflections on last candles that we've been lighting, and this candle we're lighting is the days before Christmas, just five or six days that are left before Christmas. Again, you might build your nativity, um, completing it, getting the cross in the stable. Sometimes we want to have a cross, sometimes we don't. Manger is now full of um, straw to receive the baby Jesus. One of the activities we've recommended is keeping the baby Jesus out of the creche, um, letting the children look for the baby Jesus and giving the children an opportunity to prepare for Christmas morning. Will the baby Jesus be in the creche? And mamas, if you've told your children that the baby's going to be there, don't forget to put the baby out. We've talked about doing that in a shoebox. We used to encourage young families to take a shoebox and get some straw. If you're in the middle of November, in most places, you can get straw from a bale of hay somewhere or straw from your lobby, hobby, lobby stops and have a bundle of straw. We talked about letting the children fill up the shoebox with straw by doing good deeds. Could I have, if I did this deed, could we put another straw in the crib, in the shoebox, in the manger where Jesus is going to come? And then on Christmas Eve, the shoebox with the straw of good deeds done by your children is prepared for the baby Jesus to arrive. This story is an old story. It's been told so many times. And there are hymns, Christmas carols, Joy to the World, O Little Town of Bethlehem, this little light of mine when we do the shepherd's candle and they're talking about the star that led the shepherds to the manger. It's a holy story. And there are wonderful films available to watch this nativity story. If you've never made a tradition of attending Christmas Eve services at your local church, I can't encourage you enough to center your Christmas Eve activities around church. We celebrated Christmas Eve with a family who had two children uh, our daughter's age for uh, 10 years at least. They had moved here from Kuwait and um, they had no one on Christmas Eve and we began having them for Christmas Eve and then pretty soon it was just our two families and our evening was planned around Christmas Eve service. Sometimes we went to the midnight service and our church would hold an 11 o'clock service. And after we had eaten often Mexican food and shared some gifts and talked the story of Christ through, we would bundle up in Arizona weather, bundle up and go to church. Sometimes we were very tidy and we were feeling like it was time to fall asleep. We were, uh, our age was beginning to show, but we always made the Christmas Eve service, the center of our activities. My husband and I continue to do that with our family. If it's a seven o'clock service, for a while it was a six o'clock service that was particularly for the grandchildren, young children. Find a service that fits for your family. As your children age, they could go to the midnight service and light the candles in the church and celebrate the Christmas Eve. The preparation 
that we've been planning and preparing for all month long comes to fruition on Christmas Eve. We celebrate, we long for his return. Those of us who have said yes, have given our hearts to Christ, then we know that this celebration is rooted in the birth of Christ with the understanding that this Savior came as a babe. He lived on this earth for 33 years and died on a cross as a sacrifice for our lives with the promise of his coming again. His coming again. I remember one year when our daughter was maybe 10 or 11 years old, and she said, Mommy, do you think that Jesus might come again on Christmas Eve? I can still barely say that without breaking into tears. What a lovely childlike idea. Wouldn't it be wonderful if Jesus decided to return on Christmas Eve all over the world? Jesus returns on Christmas Eve. We don't know that because the scripture tells us very clearly we do not know the hour or the date, but we know that he will return. It's been my great joy to talk to you these last few days about this season of Christmas. I'm going to bring for the rest of our shows together uh, during the month of December an Advent thought of three times a week on a traditional um, scriptural conversational about Advent and the various aspects of celebrating Advent. So I hope you'll join us for these days of Advent lectures, what it looks like, how we're preparing our hearts, and what Christ has promised to us. We are modern homemakers. We stand for Christ. We are delighted to celebrate Christmas in a Christ-centered way, and we pray that you will do so in your home. Remember the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of preparing your hearts for his birth. <music>